Rad's Rad, Adventures in Life, Love, and Wedding planning from the Pacific Northwest. I'm Rad, your host and owner of Rad Occasions. This is the amazing, fantastical Rob. Yeah. And we are on Season 3, Episode 5, and today we're joined by Ian and Carly and their assistants <laughs> of Beauty and the Beat. And you offer DJ services for the wet, for weddings on Vancouver Island. Anywhere else? Anywhere else. We would go anywhere. Have love, we'll travel. That's kind of our motto. Oh, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) We've done weddings in Kelowna. We've done, Ian's done a wedding in Hawaii. We would go to Vancouver. We would do weddings anywhere. Yeah. How did you guys come up with the name, by the way? Yeah. How did we come up with the name? Good question. Uh, The the name is borrowed from a hip hop album that I really like. Kind of a lesser known album, but. Edon's album, right? Yeah. There's a guy, his name's Edon. He's kind of like famous for he like djs while rapping at the same time so like like the classic kind of like cutting a break and then switching to the next record back and forth so he's doing that while rapping at the same time and that's very difficult to do it's kind of like a guy who plays guitar and sings kind of thing right similar kind of concept but um yeah it's one of my favorite albums it's kind of a it's almost like a psych rock kind of album but in hip-hop format and uh yeah, the name always kind of stuck with me as like a pretty clever play on words. Um, yeah, I was I was dabbling around with Heartbeats was another name that I was thinking would be a good one. But uh, yeah, I think Beauty and the Beat really fits what we like to do, which is kind of be more like wedding centric. So yeah, no, that's great. So I know I just mentioned your assistants in our intro. Do we want to talk a little bit more about your assistants? And how of you everything with two because we only have one. <laughs> yes, we have two assistants, uh, two beautiful little girls. Willow <gasps> is two and a half, but closer to three. She'll be three end of October. And we have Walker, who is she just turned one. So Walker just turned one. Um, yeah, they, she's in discovery mode right now. <laughs> she, uh, with you. <laughs> So yeah, they're so super cute and they um, are certainly our motivation to keep going. So this business, um, it's a boutique DJ service that we run. So we certainly um, don't press play on a playlist and um, no two weddings are the same. No two events are the same. So we certainly don't have, you know, like Ian has a library of about 30,000 songs and there's no two weddings that will ever have the exact same songs played. And that's because each of the weddings that we do are completely catered to the couples that we work with. And we like to remind them that it's an event completely private to them. It's their private DJ for the night. So um, our daughters are certainly our motivation for what we do because Ian has very, very large goals to pass down the family business. <laughs> you probably will one day because willow already goes out with him nightly in his studio he has a studio out the back and willow has made beats before and she's been on the tracks and lots of really cool stuff so um our daughters are certainly center of our business and knowing it's very hard i think for ian to be away from them because weddings take you away for a full day it's a full day commitment if not more because you have to prepare and sometimes there's rehearsals so while it's very difficult to be away and to shuffle the kids, we know that um, we're setting them up for their future because we take a large portion of the wedding um, income that we make and we put it towards their schooling and other needs for them. So it's a way of us kind of, 
it's a short-term pain for long-term gain. That's kind of how we look at it a little bit, but, and if they have a business one day that they can take over, then great. <laughs> yeah, they both seem pretty interested in my uh, record <laughs> collection. They've managed to wreck a couple needles already, <laughs> but that's okay. You know, it's all part of learning the, the craft. We ended up giving Willow one record. We won't say which one, but one that we really didn't mind that would break a little bit. We won't say which one because we don't want to piss off any viewers. <laughs> we'll <try> to... <laughs> I don't want to upset any any of your listeners, so we won't say which one. Certainly, we um, we've we've let her have her way. She has her own record. Let's say that. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, there's always one thing, right, in the house that you're like, it's, it's, I kind of like it, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's theirs now. Yeah. Yeah, it's theirs now. <laughs> yeah, we're not getting that back. Yeah. It was, uh, it had been, yeah, pretty heavily scratched. So I was just like, yeah. well, it's yours now. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> Such is life. So how did, you know about the name, but how did, like, the actual business come to be? Yeah, so I'll start with this one and then you can kind of take over if you want. So we um, are very, very grateful to have many years of mentorship from a really incredible DJ here on the island. His name is Ron Larson. He runs um, Highway Productions DJ Pro. We worked with Ron for years. Um, Wonderful relationship. He's He's an amazing guy. And he kind of gave us the opportunity to work ourselves out of a job because he allowed us just to learn so much about the business and so much about the client perspective and what to look for. And he's all about the moment. So he, he was really the one to teach us about um, special moments in the day, special opportunities that you can take in the day. Um, And so what kind of happened over time was Ian got really, really skilled. And um, I, Ron invited me in on the client, um, I'll say the client booking process. So he invited me to come to meetings with people and I would start emailing back and forth and I would start kind of the chats with the brides and the grooms or the grooms and the brides or whatever, um, whoever we were working with. And it was really, really great. And I got really comfortable with it. And we just kind of came to a very natural and organic progression of the business and what we were doing. And eventually it just kind of made sense that we would, try it on our own and that year was 2020 so I don't know if that was universe telling us uh you made a big mistake no I'm just joking but um we we decided to go out on our own because we really felt that we had learned a lot from his really incredible leadership and his incredible business that he had built himself um but it was just very organic and very it was kind of a natural not a natural conclusion because it was the start of something but it was a natural progression it was a natural next step yeah, that's really interesting because like um, my story is like really similar to that where I was working for somebody else. They decided that they didn't want to do it anymore because it was their full like their side hustle and their full yeah. for taking off. And so I was like at this point where I was like, OK, well, do I keep assisting or do I start my own thing? So, yeah. And there you go. Yeah. 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 But sorry, you're going to say about Ian. No, I was just going to say, I think that Ian's um, I think that. Okay, so when we got married, we got married in 2017. We're coming up on our fifth wedding anniversary. We remember the day like it was yesterday because everyone made all of the vendor team that we were working with such a special effort to make us feel like 
there was no other wedding that could compare. Obviously, there are like like that's not in like an elitist sense by any by any um you know stretch of the imagination. Like there's no two weddings that are the same, and they they did a really fantastic job of reminding us that it was special and it was meaningful and that it was our particular day. So we kind of felt indebted to that as well because we knew how we felt walking away and it was such a beautiful day for our guests and for us that we knew that if we were to go out on our own, we would want to provide that for someone else. So um, I think I mentioned, we, we kind of consider ourselves to be a boutique DJ service. So we certainly um, haven't taken every couple that has come to us. It is just as much about a fit as it is about our abilities. So do I feel that we could do every single wedding? Yes, but it has to feel right from us in order to do what Ian does best. And that's not to say that the couples are the ones that we're walking away. It's just sometimes, um, sometimes it's just not a fit for what we're able to do. Maybe it's the genre of music that they're looking for, or it's, you know, they're just looking for an hour of a dance and this and this, and it's not really what we could provide for them. So uh, we we feel that honesty and integrity is at the center of what we do. And it's really not fair of us to take an event just because of personal gain. Like we, we, we personally feel that that wouldn't be at the center of our business. So um, I think Ian agrees with that. I think he loves he loves going into every event that we do because he knows that it's a match for him personally, as well as professionally. So it kind of takes that pressure off because it's a huge day. It's a massive day. Yeah. I mean, I think it did happen really organically. I technically, I started with another company called can do music with a gentleman named Paul. I worked with him for about a year and he's like old school was around forever and kind of like, gave me my first shot like I DJed a little bit at a pub prior uh and and kind of just by accident like I didn't really never really intended to be a DJ just by proxy of you got like, paid a beer yeah <laughs> but by proxy of being like into like producing music and collecting records for like sampling purposes and I was always kind of like infatuated with you know seeing who musicians were sampling like you know you could read the liner of a CD and it'd be like, oh, there's Parliament or whatever. Uh, so I kind of got into it from that angle, kind of amassed a large, you know, library of music as a, as a result. Because I am like a, a legitimate fan of music and I'm always kind of searching for, you know, interesting stuff. And I, as I think basically just kind of got into it as like, I don't think there's a bad genre of music. I think there's, you know, your subjective kind of, taste right that's all you can really go like and i think you can find you know some people who like aren't country fans who will like certain country songs or whatever but uh yeah i worked for this paul guy for about a year and then uh and then we we met ron i was working at long mcquade at the time so i kind of got to know a lot of the, the the djs and the musicians in the industry and uh yeah, I just had a had a good opportunity with Ron to uh, progress, and he gave us a bit more freedom and kind of allowed us to kind of explore like the relationship with the clients more. And I think that was really beneficial to us, kind of like laying the ground the groundwork for us jumping off into our own thing. And it just basically, just felt like it was the time. Yeah. I, I thought and like you know we had people that were just kept saying like oh you guys should go out on your own you guys should go out on your own you're, you know you seem ready so 
Yeah, it worked out really well. Minus the lost year of the pandemic. No, and that's the thing, right? Like, you know, there's so many people that I talked to that were like, oh, yeah, we we started in 2020 and just things took a turn. And yeah, I'm really glad to see that there's a lot of companies that are still here that like you can say, hey, I did a wedding. I've done weddings. I know what I'm doing kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Totally. Can you guys tell me like what the most exciting thing is for you? Asked what the most exciting thing about about the job is for you about the job. Yeah. Um, for me personally, the most exciting thing is I am I'm a little bit in retirement right now. I used to go with Ian to every single wedding, and I'd be right there by his side. You know, um, kind of like the bouncer of the request list. It would go through me, and I would go and make sure he had water and things like that. It was kind of his. Um, his second in command a little bit. Now, of course, I'm home with the girls. So now my favorite part is getting to chat with all of the clients first and really hear about their day and hear about all the special things that they're doing. Um, prior to me being home with the girls, what I loved about the weddings was when they're when the couples are done the ceremony and everyone comes back, there's like a lightness and a celebration feeling in the air. And that's cocktail hour. Generally for us, that goes into cocktail hours or pictures. And everyone is just happy. And you're seeing everyone chat with each other. And more often than not, you'll see people like running and hugging each other and say, I haven't seen you in ages. And it's just such a time of family and friends coming together just to celebrate. And everyone is there for one person. And or sorry, two people, but one, one reason I should say. Um, and it's like, it's like that one day that that couple has everyone or as many people as possible that they love in one room and it's never going to happen again, you know, generally speaking. So it's just really special to be a part of that. That's the most exciting part for me. What's the most exciting part for you? I think, I mean, just going, getting to go to beautiful locations and, and, you know, you get to see everybody kind of, at their best in terms of like their, you know, they're, they put the polish on, you know, in, in terms <laughs> dressed of like, up. Yeah, everybody's dressed up. Everybody's like feeling, you know, pretty good about themselves typically. And, uh, I just, yeah, just like, you know, getting into the, the vibe of the day and kind of discovering like, you know, what direction I'm going to end up going due to like my perception of what the group's about. Right. And like, and, and even then you can be, you know, you can misread things sometimes and, you know, you, you can get kind of false impressions too sometimes of like, you know, there's clients who will give you a, lo- a bunch of music, but they aren't necessarily coming from a place of like, okay, well, what's this person going to like? What's this person going to like, right? Yeah, a common, a common, um, I won't call it a mistake because it's, there's not really mistakes, it's just opportunities. A common opportunity I would say for clients is to really decide if you're okay with requests and if you're not okay with requests and if you're not okay with requests, then my second um, gentle guidance would be, have you considered the likes and the dislikes of your guests? Because the reason that I generally talk to our clients about that is because everyone imagines this massive party where you're on the dance floor for two hours and everyone is dancing. No one goes to get a drink. No one has to go to say goodbye. No one interrupts you as the couple. But that's just not reality. So there's a natural dip in uh, dancing around half an hour, 45 minutes. That's when everyone goes and 
gets a drink or goes to the washroom or sometimes some folks will realize, oh my God, it's 11 o'clock, I'm past my bedtime, I have to go home. So you have to have music that's going to satisfy the likes of all of your guests because you could be very into EDM or you could be very into country or you could be very into disco, but that will be you and you alone on the dance floor, right? You want everyone from your youngest cousin who's attending to your eldest grandparent to be on the dance floor together because that's what you're envisioning. You're envisioning everyone having fun and everyone having fun on the dance floor means everyone has to enjoy the music. So, um, you know, some people say, oh, I don't want the classics at my wedding. I want it to be totally catered to us. We can do that for you, but let's reserve some time at the end of the night for those classic songs that take you back to high school and, and all of that. Let's make sure that we get everyone on the dance floor at the beginning. And that means really wonderful like beautiful songs throughout the decades and some top 40 and some really popular like like golden 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 never losing their their shine over the years so forget how we got onto this but that's one of my favorite parts when we see everyone together and it's hard to achieve if if the couple um, doesn't think about that aspect about about what their guests would like i mean i just really enjoy the when you get that kind of cohesion and the, the everybody's kind of gelling, you know, when it, like sometimes you just get to a place where you're like, I'm, I'm right in the pocket. Everybody, like I'm not getting a lot of requests and people are just like packing the dance floor. Like that's like the best situation because then you can kind of like start to really kind of get a plan. Sometimes you get, you know, it, it's, it's always different. You know, you never know. Sometimes you get like, kind of groups within the group that are like pushing for this genre or you know this like yeah. they keep coming up and be like i want this country song or i want uh this r&b song or whatever but um yeah it, it's always just kind of uh yeah you're in the moment a lot and you're kind of trying to not get too bogged down in your own thoughts like you kind of get to a place where you're feeling just like i'm behaving almost instinctually i guess We've had weddings before where there's been two genres of the night that keep everyone on and not necessarily country. We keep picking on country. We shouldn't pick on country. That's, that's not fair. No, but, um, uh, yeah, you know, there's so like, we've seen it before where there's, there's the groups that come onto the dance floor for a few songs and then Ian will switch it up and they leave and the other ones come back on. Like we've seen that. And then we've also seen, um, Everyone on the dance floor just loves a certain style of music. Everyone in the family, everyone in the friends. And like every song that Ian plays, you hear that like echoing like, oh, where they love that song and there's cheering and everything. And that's the best feeling a DJ can have. And that's why the prep work before is important. And that's why it is important to meet with the client if you can, because our intent is like, how do I put this? Ian, Ian would be playing music regardless if you're having fun or not but you're paying for it and it's your private night and you don't get to do it again. So why not give as much information as you can so that you can have the best time, right? But not only you, for your guests as well, because you've invited them to come and you're hosting them for the night. So, you know, let's, let's work together to make sure that it's going to be the best night for everyone. Because if your favorite genre of music is R&B and he's playing it, but you've been pulled off the dance floor to say goodbye to four or five guests that are leaving or to give instruction to, you know, your family member that's packing up your decor, you're not on the dance floor for that anyways, right? So you have to really think about the whole global experience of, of the wedding. So that actually, this 
makes me think about, I've had a few couples give their DJs Spotify lists and say, this is what we want to play. Um, now, like, what would you do in that kind of situation? Yeah, so that's, that's like, honestly, I don't know if many other DJs would agree with us, but that's ideal. So we would never play it from the Spotify list. We would, there would be many hours of preparation that would be that Spotify list off, putting it into our own system and finding other songs that are the same. Is it RPM? What's it? BPM. <laughs> BPM. I don't know. Um, finding other songs that are either the same genre, the same BPM, or um, similar style in some other way. And it would be um, amassing a list that would be played at that time. So if a couple gives gives a 10-hour Spotify list and they say, this is all we want played, we don't want a single song outside of this, we don't want requests, and all we want is from here, then it would be the same process. It would be Ian taking that Spotify list, putting it into his system, prepping it, taking songs, and, and divvying them up in between generally three lists, um, cocktail, dinner, and then dance. So he would sort of use his own judgment of, of that he's gained over the years to say, okay, this is a great song. It's not going to get a lot of people to the dance floor. So let's put it in cocktail when everyone's in that celebration and, and, you know, fun mode. And then he'll look at a song and he'll say, okay, this has a lower BPM, beautiful song. People can still talk over it. Let's put that into dinner. So personally, we love Spotify lists. We love Apple music lists. We love written lists of everything that you like, because it's really what allows us to come in the most prepared uh, it's kind of like taking a test that you haven't studied for otherwise, because you just don't know who it is that you're dealing with. And, and you can never assume what kind of music people like. So. Yeah. Sometimes you're kind of like a uh, shining a flashlight into the dark, right? You're kind of like, okay, let's see what happens here. Let's yeah. see what happens here. Right. Like, so, and that's not yeah. really fun for anyone. Right. Like, uh, but it, it can be, it depends, right? Like sometimes it, it feels, you know, you start to kind of overthink a little bit and you're like, okay, like, I'm struggling, but then some, maybe somebody gives you a, a request or something. And then you're like, Oh, there it is. Like that's set me off in a new direction. Now I know, okay. Like that's something that they're into. Okay. Now I can elaborate on that. Yeah. I would say that that's a, that's a happy golden ticket when that happens. So that's more of the exception than the rule. If you don't have a guideline or a few genres to work with going into it, the chances of one request kind of setting you on that happy path, let's call it. Um, is very rare. So we we love Spotify lists. <laughs> we love any help that you can give us because the ideal amount of time for a dance is two hours, two hours or less. The idea of a six hour dance and everyone being on the dance floor for the whole time at the same time enjoying themselves. Um, I don't want to say that it's an impossibility, but it's not likely to happen. So starting your dance much earlier than two hours out of the end of your night it, it's a it's kind of a toss if it's if it's going to be really really successful in the way that you want it to be um you kind of want to go for quality and quantity and you can achieve that with a smaller dance for sure okay that's awesome because i i know i've definitely heard the opposite from other djs about spotify lists so <laughs> yeah and and i also really understand the whole thing about the dancing but i because i feel like i have a lot of couples this time around that are really focused on the dancing and they want like the most amount of dancing possible and they're like trying to cram in the speeches and dinner and everything into like the shortest amount of time possible then i'm sitting here thinking well everyone's gonna get tired <laughs> like yeah. we're all two years older the pandemic did not change that yeah yes 
exactly. No, I completely agree with you. Don't get me wrong. If someone asks us to play for six hours, it's, it's not that we're saying it's going to be unsuccessful. That's certainly not what we're saying, but for that pairing of quality and quantity, um, that would be that around that two hour mark is about the sweet spot because part of what makes everyone happy and feeling bonded at a wedding is sitting through the speeches where the brother of the groom has just told a really embarrassing story and everyone has laughed or the father of the bride has told a beautiful speech about how proud he is of his daughter and everything that she's achieved. So those moments in the wedding um, in my opinion, and from what I've seen sitting through, I would say 200 weddings at this point. Around there. Around there. Should not be rushed. There's no chance to get them back. The dance floor is not going anywhere. And you will still have that opportunity to dance with all of your guests. Um, and it's almost a little bit better in, in because everyone wants to. Everyone's ready for it. Now. Can I add something? Uh, no, you can't. <laughs> Um, I also think like there's now this isn't always the case, but I think that when you try and push your dance floor too early and it's still bright out, mm, yeah. I think that also is something that affects the dance floor. So like, I'm always a fan of kind of like nine, nine o'clock is to me kind of like the perfect time. Cause like, you know, you, maybe they, they do their first dance and maybe run off to do like sunset photos kind of thing. And then you can kind of just get into it. Uh, um, I, I do. I understand what Ian's saying. Like, not everyone is brave enough to go yeah. on a super bright dance floor ready to dance. Yeah, the, it just it, it enhances the vibe. Like when, when the, the lights are, you can see the lights working and, and that kind of thing too. No, it is. It is. I've, I've been, I haven't been to a wedding in quite some time, so I don't know what weddings are like post COVID. But certainly pre COVID. Yeah, it takes a very brave soul to get on a dance floor that still is a bit bright outside or, you know, not have enough drinks in them. So, but but to each their own. A playlist that we bring because um, we don't. Well, to be fair, we have a playlist of about 30,000 songs. So, there's no one playlist. You're not hiring Ian, the DJ who, or you're not hiring Beauty and the Beat that plays this song first, this song second, and this song last. You're hiring a DJ that takes a lot of time to prepare to be the perfect DJ for you. And then the other myth that I would like to debunk, and this might seem really counterintuitive to our business, but you don't always need a DJ. A DJ is there to really personalize it for you so if you're having a very intimate and small wedding and you know your guests like the back of your hand and you know what everyone wants to listen to maybe a dj isn't necessary for you and if you have someone who's really committed to helping you play the music or help you set up with sound um it's not necessary so a common myth i would say is that you have to have one if you are going to have one i would encourage couples to really allow the dj to be successful by giving some some prompts and some genres and the list like you talked about with Spotify. That's so interesting that you say that like you don't want somebody who's gonna like play a song like first, second, last kind of thing. Because I I definitely have seen instances where like people haven't had a DJ and that's exactly what they've wanted. And I've seen other instances where like people have like curated the perfect playlist, but they also have like people who can help them set up the sound and the music and they're doing the troubleshooting for them, which I love because when they leave, I just have to hit a button. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Exactly. Yeah, I've definitely seen it in both instances where I'm like, you should have had a DJ and in other instances where I'm like, no, you're, you're, you guys are fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, um, it's such an intimate day and it's such a personal choice, right? Like it's, it's, it's a day that you should have exactly who you want there, there or not there. So if having a DJ and someone there is going to take away from the intimacy, then it can absolutely still be successful, you know? Um, but if we are there, our intent is always to bring a value add. And that would be a totally personalized, intuitive DJ who can respond to your guests and what, and what your guests want and what they're showing that they want. I think the almost the main things that you get from a DJ, because I mean, really in terms of like wedding DJs, it's not really the same thing as like a club DJ no, or it's something. Not. It's very different, right? Like, uh, you're almost there to just make sure that things are working, make sure the mics are working, you know, all of the technical stuff of like dealing with like a mobile rig, obviously, like that's almost more of what you're paying for is this like the stability of knowing that like, okay, I don't need, I have somebody, you know, altering the volume of the microphone because each person holds it in some way, you know, things like that, I think are really, the kind of things that you're really kind of getting with a DJ. Because you're getting PA most, as well as a DJ. Like, I, I feel, and I've been to many different weddings, like as a guest as well. And like, you know, some DJs are quick mixing everything where it's like 45 seconds of a song. Uh, I'm not really a fan of that myself. Like, I think it can be effective sometimes, but, you know, often, you know, it's like it, the, the, the uncle, like the rocker uncle, like definitely doesn't want you cutting in halfway through ACDC no. to like mash it up with ABBA or something. Yeah, right? like, yeah. Now those songs can go like beside each other and like, you know, you can do a transition and everything, but they don't really want to hear like the, that version of it. Right. They're not looking for like EDM meets T- Tupac or something. Right. So yeah, like, I think that, I think that's a, a, a consideration too. It's like, you're often kind of like, you're just there to kind of keep, keep, you, you just want to be there to keep the music playing, you know, versus like if, if you're p- plugging in just a speaker, then there's, you know, there's the gaps between the songs and there's that kind of just little can stuff. Be powerful too. That can, it, that it can, can be it can work, yeah. work too. Right. Like, and then I think they're, there's a case for each but i think that's what you're getting with the djs like you're you're getting the security of knowing like i don't have to worry about the technical side of things the volumes are consistent that kind of stuff right i think something to remember is that music has this really powerful and beautiful ability to bring people together but it also has the exact same power to exclude people so if you're at a wedding and you're playing obscure remix versions of songs or you're cutting songs in half in order to get to the next one that's not going to include everyone because people want to hear the original version that they don't get to hear anymore that they well, you yeah. never get to dance to yeah you're not cutting out of bohemian rhapsody halfway through the song right right people like, want to sing along be... to the very end of the song or whatever right so i mean and to be fair like you're also often being like okay i'm not going to necessarily play like the very fine tail of this song i mean i may be like okay i've played three quarters of it now i'm looking for my way out and that's what a dj would bring that's the value that a dj get that fluidity of it yeah Yeah. so can you tell me more about like your booking process like what happens when somebody reaches out to you yeah so um generally people can reach out email phone call text message slip slip into my dms or whatever the kids are saying these days like um, 
any way that there is communication, we're happy to take it. I took down my MySpace page, so that's not possible. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. But any way that you can reach out, please do. The booking process is an initial email. Um, how we work with all of our clients, email or text or whatever it is, the initial contact is followed by us holding your date for you. So you, we hold your date for you until you tell us that you no longer want that date. A really kind courtesy would be to tell us, you know, within a month or two after. But if you're unable to do that, that's totally fine. The reason that we hold that is because we get into some really strange rushes with wedding planning. Like the off season is just as much for planning and it's really, really busy. So we hold it for you because um, we don't take any deposit. So we ask that payment is done on any day other than the wedding day. Um, but with that, we don't take a deposit. So you asking us to hold your date, we will do that for you until you don't need it anymore. If that's the day before the wedding, if that's the day of the wedding, that's it's we're yours. After we know your date and we've had some initial chats, usually people who decide that they want to work with us, it will be followed up by an initial FaceTime or a phone call of some sort. Um, where we'll talk about your style of music that you want, what you're really looking for. I, I like to ask clients, what are the three words you want your guests to feel as they're leaving? So if you could describe your wedding in three words, once it's done, what would it be? And you get everything from intimate, romantic, fun to party, hungover, crazy. Like you get that and everything in between. So it really helps us know what the main goal of is of the event for them, what they're hoping for. And then um, it's email communication or phone call communication as much as you'd like, completely unlimited until the big day comes and generally we'll kind of confirm Spotify lists or we'll confirm lists or we'll confirm your ceremony music and what you'd like. Um, and then we're there on your day and you have us for the entire day. We never book more than one event in a day. Um, we just don't think that it'd be very fair to have to go somewhere in the morning and then somewhere in the afternoon or evening. Um, that's our personal choice. That's some people have great success doing that. We, we just decided against it. And yeah, that's it. That's about what we go through. Really simple. We like to yeah, keep it really that's simple. Great. That's awesome. I find it interesting though, that you're saying that you don't um, take a deposit though. Because that's I'm a personal choice of ours. Yeah. We yeah. totally understand taking a deposit. Um, if couples, now I should say, if couples feel more confident that we are reserving the date for them and they'd like to leave a deposit, then they can leave whatever they would like. Um, but they do have our, essentially, once we've held it in our calendar for them, that's their way. Um, the reason that we did that was we just saw with COVID that things really changed on a dime. And um, we would hate to, because we're, because we're a service, um, we don't need to do much to prepare ahead of time in the way of ordering things or buying things for them. So we're really not, personally for us, we're really not out of pocket. Um, if, if a couple had to cancel for one reason or another, illness or death in the family, COVID, anything like that. So we just don't, we just don't like to take a deposit. We just like the couple to focus on other things and not stress about that at all. And then a um, couple days within a day or two after the wedding, we hope that they can pay us. But <laughs> yeah, That's totally fair. Cause I'm coming from the perspective of like, I have so many couples who are, they feel better giving a deposit because then yeah. they're like, okay, we for sure have yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. If couples feel more confident that way, we would obviously, I shouldn't say obviously, we would gladly accept a deposit in order to make them feel the most confident and it would be an amount that they would determine. Um, and 
it would be the same process for us. It wouldn't change anything really on our end. I think that's why we don't really ask for a deposit because money or not, we're, we're providing the same effort and planning behind it. So um, yeah, that's just us though. But yeah, I certainly understand that some couples need a little bit more security in knowing that they have money down and they booked us and, you know, everything is ticky boo and confirmed. So totally fair. Awesome. And that is a really good lead up to my next question. Do you have an ideal client? Because I know you mentioned early on in our conversation that you want to make sure it's a good fit. So who is that ideal client for you? For us, the ideal client is someone who is willing to provide their preferences and also someone who is willing to sort of trust that they've hired someone to come in and do that for them. So, you know, we could talk about personal fit until, you know, I'm blue in the face. Uh, We obviously love people who are fun, loving, warm, family oriented, love to celebrate, are excited for their day. You know, everybody, I think everybody loves a wedding in that regard, like they love to celebrate. So we love those aspects as well. Um, but professionally speaking, uh, we certainly love a client who wants the day just to be just ex- as successful as we do in the music. Like we, they, who I guess kind of cooperative in that sense. So doesn't hold back with their requests and doesn't hold back with what they don't want played because sometimes the wrong song played can really ruin the night as well. I don't, I think that there's so many ideal clients, but for us, it's, a fit would be someone who's willing to work with us as well, just to really allow us to feel confident going in so that they don't have to worry on that day that something's going to happen. We touched on this a little bit about um, Beauty and the Beat being a boutique. Um, yeah. So you're not working with every single client, but do you find yourself really busy this year because of all the rescheduling? And are you like having, do you find that you're still able to like maintain that work-life balance? Work-life balance for us is a challenge because we have two businesses, a landscaping company and a DJ company. So both of which they kind of, the businesses kind of run parallel to each other, but um, we are quite busy this year. We're very grateful to be busy and we're very blessed that people have chosen us. Um, We kind of have the mentality that we look forward to the winter a little bit because that's when Ian is a huge surfer. So that's when he can go surfing and that's when we can go and visit family and spend some time over the holidays with them. So the work-life balance for us is more of a work-life according to the season. So we know that there's going to be a downtime and a down season, and we know that there's going to be a busy time. So um, the way it kind of works is that Ian goes and I have the girls for the nights or the weekends that he's away. And it's really fun and we just plan for it in advance. So we do a bit of grocery shopping ahead of time so that I'm not, you know, without milk for nighttime or something like that and uh, stock the fridge so that when Ian has the car, he, uh, I don't need to be taking the girls out, like holding hands and walking to the grocery store, trying to get last minute stuff for dinner. Um, And we make sure that both of us are getting some sleep during the week to sort of lead into the long nights, as you know, that happen with weddings. It sounds like you guys have it all figured out. <laughs> What's that? It sounds like you guys have it all figured out. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, adding kids to the mix was certainly a challenge. Ian and I used to do it together and we used to get home at one or, you know, 12 or one. And we would usually go and hit up a thrifties, like a 24 hour grocery store, just get something to eat and then be up till three and then be able to sleep in the next day a little bit, but certainly not the case now. So 
we have to make sure one of us is ready to go with our alarm clocks at 6.30 uh, in the morning. I feel that. I was like, and it takes me a long time to wind down. I don't know about you. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. So, yeah. It's like not very much sleep when they, when, when he's up at 6.30. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now I understand why my parents used to try and get us into bed at the same time, regardless if it was the weekend or not, because we seem to wake up at the same time, regardless if it's a weekend or not. You know, there's no internal alarm clock for that, right? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I know. And it's a tough gig, especially with, I don't know if you've been finding this, but like our 2020 couples that have rescheduled so many times, like it's, it's a lot of expectation on that day, a lot more than somebody who's been planning their wedding only for like, say a year. For sure. Yeah. There's a lot more like anticipation for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think we've gotten through a good portion of the, uh, of that, but yeah, I feel like we'll be catching up just as an industry for a little bit, probably another couple of years before it kind of like levels out again. But is there anything that I've, uh, that I should have asked you and Carly that I haven't asked or that you know, like is sticking at the top of your mind that you want to mention? No, I mean, I think, uh, yeah, like I think the process is fairly straightforward. You know, we try and we try and, you know, match up to the, the vision of the clients and, and, you know, get what they want right and because ultimately that's what it comes down to it's like what is it exactly that you want right like i mean there's got to be you know there's sometimes like some compromises that need to happen just as like a you know a technical byproduct but i mean you know there's lots of ways to do it and you know you see so you're you know you're, you're always just kind of trying to be flexible flexible and responsive i would say yeah yeah Flexible and responsive. That's a, that's a fair yeah, call. That's true. I, I feel that like basically with any wedding. <laughs> yeah, totally. I wanted to end off because we sometimes do this with our guests is do a rapid rapid fire 10 questions to end the episode. Okay. Would you be up for that? Do you have time for that? Rapid fire 10 questions. Yeah, I think we can handle that. Um. Okay. We're just going to start. Go right into it. How do you start your day? Matcha. Coffee. Coffee, yeah. When are you the most productive? Evening, evening. I'd say so, yeah. Evening. <laughs> yeah, we're 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 kind of night owls around here. Yeah. Well, I guess that's when the kids go to bed too, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's like the window. Summer or fall? Fall. Uh, oh, such a uh, basic bitch. I'm sorry. Can I say that on your podcast? <laughs> uh I mean uh I love summer, but it also means that like I'm in full work mode. And so like I I appreciate fall in terms of the fact that I get to relax. Yeah, especially with two businesses. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Favorite cake flavor. Favorite cake 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 flavor? Banana. Banana. Yeah, that's a good one. Banana. I mean raspberry, like raspberry cheesecake. Oh, that would be a good one. Um, cats or dogs? Dogs. Ian likes cats. I like a, I like them all. I like I like cats and dogs. She's afraid of cats. So. Terrified cats. I'm uh, I'm allowed to I get a dog eventually. I'm not allowed to get a cat. Okay, I'll put the cat away if you ever come over. <laughs> uh, sunrise or sunset? I love the sunrise, but I'm never awake for it. Yeah, I'm more partial to the sunsets myself. Well, I mean, when you're getting up so early. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Um, favorite TV show? The Office or SVU. Those are my two favorites. Law and Order SVU. Uh, I don't know. I'm, uh, I don't watch a lot of TV, but... The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air growing up? Well, yeah, I mean... I mean, if we're talking, like, as a kid, I mean, I, I have a plethora of... <laughs> He's an 80s like, who has time to watch TV anymore? <laughs> I know, yeah. I know. I, I guess I'm catching up on Stranger Things right now. Yeah, that's a good one. Well, Ian's favorite is all of the housewife shows. Ugh. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I make it about five minutes before I'm like, I, I have to leave. Yeah, that's fair. Um, pet peeve. I, oh, I, my pet peeve is unkind people. Selfish yeah. people is my pet peeve. Yeah, you just got to remember that like, we're all humans and like let's just treat each other like we make mistakes sometimes and you know just be mellow and calm with each other. There's no reason to get fired up. Okay, second to last one, tattoos. We, uh, we have a matching tattoo. I have two, and you have three. I have four. <laughs> I don't know him very no, well. What's the matching tattoo? <laughs> our matching tattoo is a skeleton key that we have behind our hearts. Because so cheesy, but when we met, we found the key to our hearts. Oh, my God. I love it. It's adorable. We have matching tattoos. They're pineapples. That's so cute. Why the pineapple? Well, because basically pineapples are like super rare and like oh. relationships that are like that work out so well are really sometimes really rare too. Yeah. Your experience. Totally. I love that. <laughs> so last one, what would you do if you didn't do what you do? Well, I am an HR advisor. So that's what I do on the side of this. Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I, I really thought long and hard about like getting when I when I got into landscaping and like horticulture. I was in culinary before, so I mean, I may have stuck with that. Yeah, the I mean, I I feel really lucky that I get to do what I do when, in terms of like playing music for people. Like that's that's definitely a blessing. No, that's great. I mean, like as soon as you find what what calls to you, I feel like that that in itself yeah. is amazing. Yeah, totally. So we touched on this really quickly at one point um, where people can connect with you. Um, basically anything but MySpace, right? <laughs> anything but MySpace or my pager. <laughs> not my pager, not MySpace. <laughs> not your fax machine. Yeah, easiest would definitely be email, um, okay. Beauty and the Beat DJ service at Gmail or um, Instagram or Facebook or phone call or whatever word of mouth like if people have my number and they pass it around that's cool too yeah well, i will not keep you any longer <laughs> it was so great to chat with you thank you so much for having us on your podcast thank you so much for agreeing to this at the last minute and and also juggling your two kids at the same time <laughs> uh-huh. that's, that's just a life skill yeah that's fine